0: episode of the this is believe one real browns fans podcast the nfl season's right about to start in fact uh we're potting during tampa and dallas uh but i am your host james Mastrucci. i am joined by my co-host jordan cohen jordan how excited are you for football
1: that's finally here oh i I cannot wait sorry i even interrupted you there like i interrupted (laughs) your intro because i'm just that excited like i cannot wait i uh I mean, it's funny, like, I was telling you this pre-pod, like, I started a new job a week and a half ago, and, like, I was just so excited to do this pod tonight, because Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like, this is the season. The season is here. I've worked hard for a week and a half. The season is here. It is here. The Browns are almost back.
0: Yeah, just a a couple more days. uh, We're going to get really excited. We'll get into a little bit of a preview of that game a little bit later, but before we get into anything... Quick reminder, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, also Anchor. It, this podcast is also available on dot onecom in addition to realbrownsfans.com, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, share, comment, tell your friends if you don't, it's stealing. Okay, I think I nailed all of them, right?
1: That's it? Yep, you hit, you hit literally everything, especially
0: that last part, if you don't, it's stealing. Yep, there we go. Uh, so I think uh, we'll start off with just kind of like a little bit of a A little bit of a recap of a couple things that has happened since our last pod. Um, 53-man roster set. uh, They made some moves. Uh, Once everything kind of settled, there was only one real uh, player that's no longer on the team that I thought was going to be, and that was Kadero Hodge. Uh, I was kind of surprised that they just, like, let him go. And I was not surprised at all that he was scooped up immediately by a bad team that needed receivers in the Detroit Lions. Uh, I I hope for the best for Kaderil Hodge. He was really kind of coming on in preseason a little bit. I think he's their number one receiver. Well, it's certainly not Prashad Perriman, who is, again, a free agent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. No, I mean, I, I I legitimately think and, like, I really hope, like, everything we had read and heard about Kaderil Hodge is that he's, like, supposedly just a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope, like, he is a number one receiver for them this year and he gets a nice contract next offseason. Um, I, and I said this on the last pod. I'm not surprised that Higgins made the roster. I do think he was a bubble candidate. I still think to my core he was a bubble candidate. Mm-hmm. I think he probably made it because of the chemistry stuff. I am surprised there were other players that made it instead of Hodge, is I guess where my big surprise was. Is there a couple in
0: particular, or you want to keep that private?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, there, it's not. like I, I think that we kept – like. I, I mean, the defensive tackle position to me was weird. And it's just, like, I think ultimately because the Browns have no idea what they have. But, like, Andrew Billings, like, I don't know. I'm surprised Andrew Billings made it over Hodge. Or if you want to talk offense, like, I love Blake Hans and Mike Dunn. But, like, I'm surprised those two made it over Kaderil Hodge. Uh, like, I, I just, like, I, I'm, I think Kaderil Hodge was really good. And I think he gave you depth <laughs> in areas you otherwise didn't have it. But you know what? I hope for the best for him. I think mm-hmm. the Browns have a very strong receiver room. I think if healthy, we will barely see Rashard Higgins play at all this season. Um, I do think we'll see a lot of DPJ and I think we'll see a lot of two receiver sets with the Odell and Jarvis.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, when they're going to be going to a fourth receiver, it's not going to be a, a guy who does what the other three do. It's going to be someone who's fast, that uh, looks like Anthony Schwartz, It looks like Demetrik Felton. Uh, one thing I will say that I was a little bit uh, interested or confused about is, some kind of building off what you went off with, is that uh, they kept MJ Stewart. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I, I guess they just wanted a body. But... When they released Hodge or cut him, or however they want to phrase it, there was the report that they want to try and hopefully get him back if he doesn't get picked up by someone. I'm like, okay, if you're gonna be playing those weird roster games, do it with someone that nobody is going to pick up. Nobody was gonna pick up MJ Stewart. They could have, yeah. they so could have cut him and bring back Hodge. But I, I just, I don't think. I think that was just more, just kind of like uh, putting something out there than than actual in, real information and real plans.
1: Right. I mean, like, let's think about how this happened, right? So the Browns cut Hodge. If you're the Browns, you cut him, and you're thinking, listen, this is a guy we'd like back on our practice squad if we have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to have Mary Kay Cabot report that the Browns want to re-sign Hodge if the opportunity presents itself on the off chance that he doesn't get an offer right away and that then he just holds out to get the Browns' offer. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's all that was. I think I, the Browns don't strike me as a stupid organization. The Ringer had the whole piece this morning about Andrew Barry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, I, A, it does seem like Andrew Barry's really, and you and I have been saying this, like, he is really maturing as a GM, but he's also just a genuinely intelligent guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Andrew Barry is, like, just an idiot and was like, oh, Hodge is definitely going to not get an offer from anybody else and resign with us. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a move that it, that statement that Mary Kay report I think was done pretty much entirely to cover their butts in case nobody did go after him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you, you look at
0: I mean, let's let's face it here. Uh, the the Browns are honestly at an unprecedented time since they've been back. They have players that when they get cut by this team will get picked up and claimed by other teams. I mean. Carroll Hodge yeah. got picked up. Sheldrick Redwine got picked up, and that was a little head-scratching because he hasn't been good. But, you know, for a team like the Jets, might as well take a chance on him, right?
1: Right. I mean, like, the Browns cut players that would have made this team pretty much any other season in the new Browns, right? And it's not just Cardero, Hodge. Uh, I mean, they're, like, even some of these kind of, like, end-of-roster guys, the Browns picked up those types of guys all the time. Mm-hmm. Right and like yeah, I, I just that that is what like again, the Lions are going to be a really bad team. Kadera Hodge may be the best player on that offense, at least the best receiver.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sure as heck. I mean that's great for Jared Goff. Like if I was thinking of a receiver for Jared Goff on a bad team, it would be Kadarius Hodge.
0: Yeah, I mean what we saw from Kadarius Hodge. I mean is he a star? No, but at least he has some some traits you look for in a receiver. He's big, he's fast, he makes plays he's on a the safety ball. Belt. Yeah. He's a safety valve. And I, I think that's going to... I mean, honestly, I don't think Jared Goff's going to be successful in Detroit. I just think they lack too much talent. But if I, if you go at the end of the season you find out that Katero Hodge had a pretty nice season, I wouldn't be surprised. No,
1: me either. I mean, I, I don't think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. And, like, I, it's funny when I see Browns fans, like, laughing about the Jared Goff stuff. Like listen is baker better than jared goff at this point yeah probably but like is like he like 10 quarterbacks in the nfl better than jared goff no is he five i mean maybe but that's pushing it right Mm -hmm. like i don't think jared goff's a bad quarterback i don't think he is a good enough player to win you a title Mm -hmm. and i know it's weird because the rams lost by less than two touchdowns in the super Bowl, but like and, and, right, maybe they play any other team other than the Patriots and they win. Like, maybe they play the Chiefs and win that year. I don't know. But th- the second the Patriots unleash that strategy, Jared Goff was screwed. And I don't know. Like, I think Hodge will have a good year. I think he'll be kind of the Cooper Cup, right, the really mm-hmm. poor version of Cooper Cup for yeah. Jared Goff this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm happy for him. I'm Like – I know Detroit's a bad team, but, like, in terms of the next contract, I don't know that there were many better other options than Detroit for Kadir Hodge. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be
0: one of the, the best options for Goff to throw to. Um, I'm struggling to even think of the Detroit Lions' uh, depth chart right now, Uh you know, I can't think of any real receivers of note on that roster. I'm pulling it up right now because I don't know who's on this team. Uh, you know, uh, Amon ross Saint Brown is someone to look at. Tyrell Williams. <laughs> um, TJ yeah. Hawkinson. Uh, oh, old friend Darren Fells, who, like, only catches touchdown passes when he plays with the Texans. But that's about it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Kadero Hodge doesn't have a whole lot of competition there. Because I'm looking at the yeah. depth chart for the Lions, and I'm doing the who (laughs) are these people reaction to this.
1: I mean, Hawkinson's good. Like that whole receiving core, like it's just a bunch of big guys that aren't necessarily as fast as you'd want. Even Mm -hmm. could Hodge, right? Yeah. Hodge, Hawkinson fells. Like they're Mm -hmm. they're just, they're, they're, they're solid. Although you want to talk about a Browns player that I was really pissed off when we cut Darren Fells. I am a Darren Fells Stan, man. Like I will just like sit here arguing all day for Darren fells
0: I mean I liked Darren fells I understand the the role he played but and I understand why people were upset why why we cut Darren fells and you know he we went to Houston and just like caught an absurd amount of touchdown passes for no reason but the way I looked at him like this team is the success or failure is not lying specifically on Darren fells that's Absolutely. just the, that's just the way I looked at it. I'm like yeah it sucks that yeah. this guy's just catching touchdown passes from someone who's uh, future in the NFL is questionable. uh But he wasn't like the be all end all for me. Who did yeah. we have to replace him with? I don't even remember.
1: <laughs> Who was they? Well, that was the year where they were like, oh, Njoku's going to play a lot more. And then Najoku didn't play. It was the guy, I think he went to Arizona or came from Arizona. He had a few big games. He was like a really athletic tight end, but he didn't do anything other than catch passes in the end zone. Um, I'm, I'm Googling
0: it right now because it's, it's driving yeah. me nuts. Uh, let see, who do we have? We had Demetrius Harris. There was Pharaoh Brown. Uh, there was one guy specifically. I'm trying to
1: remember who it was. He, like, Steven, Steven Carlson. Carlson. No, not yeah. Steven Carlson. Was it Steven no, Carlson? Th- Steven Carlson was good, though. Like, he was the great white hope. I mean. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, like, I guess... Ricky I, Seals-Jones. I, yeah, Seals-Jones. There we go. There we go. Yep. Found it. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, I... Like, <laughs> At the end of the day, like, Darren Fells was one of those guys that pl- probably was playing really well because Deshaun Watson was his quarterback. Yeah. Um, which, wait, by the way, side note, I saw on Twitter today, like, the Dolphins are legitimately considering trading for him. Uh, they are, but if they're doing, like, one of those things where they want to
0: have, and they want, like, the entire trade to be conditional, like, based off of, like, if he, if. Certain things don't go his way legal-wise. Uh, we get all of our draft picks back because we're getting a player that's not going to play. They're trying to play games with the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm the Texans, to be honest, like, if you can get a deal that's favorable, right? Like, what is Deshaun Watson worth if he can play? Three first-round picks? Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit more than that. Yeah. I, I say the whole deal is contingent on him being able to play—or uh, him not going to prison— ostensibly yeah right like Mm -hmm. if he can play during the season texans get all those picks if not then no harm no foul he's off the texans books
0: yeah but uh back to yeah back to taron fells for one moment the reason why i was less upset about it was that he caught seven touchdowns for the Texans in 2019. He caught seven touchdowns in the three previous seasons combined. So I wasn't really, like, super mad. I mean, he caught 11 passes for the Browns in his one season here.
1: I I was more upset because Njoku, I thought, was so bad at that point mm-hmm. that I was like, man, Darren Fels may have been the best tight end on the roster. And, like, to be fair, Freddie Kitchens agreed because that Njoku did not play.
0: Njoku didn't play, he was also hurt, and when he wasn't hurt, he didn't play. But uh, to to avoid going down memory lane, I guess, (laughs) with this team. Um, Something interesting has uh, happened, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook, they have the uh, over-under for Browns wins at 10.5. Now, I would have took the over before the news uh, that came today about a team in the division, but I'm definitely hammering the over now. I was thinking about eleven. Uh, I'm going to bump that up to twelve now.
1: Yeah. Uh Yep. Yeah. I mean, you want to tell the news? Like I agree. Like, uh, yeah. I think there's. Yeah.
0: The, the the news is uh it's it's pretty uh it's pretty impactful for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters both out for the season today. That's already after the Ravens have lost jk dobbins that is already after the ravens are going to be without uh justice hill and lj fort and rashad bateman and miles boykin
1: yeah i mean i i listen i am a much bigger lamar jackson fan than most browns fans are like just in terms of like i actually think he's a really really, like i think that mvp is deserved and Mm -hmm. i know the book on him is the book on him but like Mm -hmm. I think Lamar Jackson by himself is enough to get you nine wins a season yeah. in the seventeen game league. I just struggle to see how they're getting more than that this year. I mean I mean bef- these injuries are brutal. Before before today, even with the injuries
0: they had before today, they still had Gus Edwards, they still had Marcus Peters. Right. So I was still pegging Baltimore as the team to win the division. I was still thinking they were probably gonna get twelve to thirteen wins and win the division. Mm-hmm. But now you're, you're going—they're going to free agent guys to sign off. The, they have Le'Veon Bell in their practice squad, along with Devontae Freeman, okay? I mean, those guys are good. They're not good anymore, okay? So the, part of the reason why the, the Ravens offense has been successful as it has been is that there are legitimate running threats outside of Lamar Jackson that you have to account for. Uh, right. They can't run the same scheme— with current versions of Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't quite work. No one's really concerned about that. They're just going to key on, on Lamar Jackson. They're going to worry about him running the ball and force him to throw, which that's been basically um, the one issue with Lamar Jackson his entire career. Like it or not, he's his throwing, his passing ability has been questionable at times. And... Yeah, again, like to say, his MVP, much deserved. He was absolutely incredible. I do appreciate his ability as an athlete and what he brings in their specific style of offense. But if they had to pivot to a more uh, passing offense, that's when
1: you're going to see that offense struggle. Well, and I think, like, for Lamar Jackson, he has a really good arm, and he anticipates really well. Mm Mm-hmm it's everything else about passing. That's kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to say that's a whole lot, right? That's not much, but, but like to your point, like the way that Ravens offense worked was it was Lamar Jackson running to set up both the run and the pass. Like it was a very like Greg Roman. I really don't think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think he creates one scheme better than any other coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And it's this type of running scheme. Uh, and I think that you're going to have a lot of issues this year. Like, they're going to have issues. I, I I mean, I, I don't think like the thing about Dobbins, about Ingram, who was before Dobbins, about Gus Edwards, like all these guys were threats going east, west and north. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually like in the case of Dobbins, he had a great cutback too. Yeah. Um, which meant that because teams were so afraid of Lamar Jackson running, because Lamar Jackson is probably the fastest, I mean, he's definitely the fastest quarterback in the NFL. He may be the fastest quarterback of all time, mm-hmm. and he's one of the fastest players in the NFL period. That speed doesn't do you much if you don't have a running back that can ostensibly make a, have a threat to go the same direction or a different direction at all times. Um, and like, even the most hardcore, like pure, I think bad at math people that claim they're analytics people, but I don't think are really analytics people. Like, like, you know who I'm talking about, yep. right? Like the guys that don't work for PFF, but just like love citing the PFF scores on Twitter with no context, um, uh, names to be on, un- on but like even these guys would agree a quarterback being able to run the ball is one of the biggest, if not the biggest offensive threat in the NFL.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, especially partnered with other skills. Yes. And I don't think the Ravens have the receivers to take advantage of Lamar Jackson's passing strengths. I think Bateman is that guy, but to me it's astonishing that like for as good as like Hollywood is and like some of these guys, like, they have not built a receiving core to help Lamar Jackson, like, even with Bateman, even with Mm -hmm. healthy Bateman. Like, they don't have – they have not built that core. It is the strangest thing to me, like, to help Lamar Jackson, and now we're going to see that. I mean, I I think the defense was already going to take a step back this season. Mm -hmm. I think they're really going to take a step back now. I I mean, they'll win nine – they may not be the second best team in the AFC North.
0: Their entire defense just took a massive hit because they don't have Marcus Peters. With Marcus Peters, you're able to just like have him cover a guy and shut that guy down for a game for the most part. And yep. have everyone else just do whatever they need to to make it work. But and um, with him and uh, Marlon Humphrey, they were able to do that quite well. Now they, they can't. They have to adjust yeah. and they're going to have to try and figure out a way to make it work. Sure, they might be able to still try and do something similar with Humphrey, but now you got to turn to some the next guy down on the uh, the depth chart to try and make something be effective. And I'm not sure that it's going to, I guess, be effective enough to make up for the loss of Marcus Peters.
1: Well, and like I also think not saying like Greg Roman or Don Martindale are bad coordinators because I mm-hmm. they think they're not, I don't think they're particularly versatile coordinators. Like I think Kevin Stefanski is one of the most versatile offensive play callers in the NFL. Like I think, and we saw it with the run game last year, right? Like me included thought we were going to come in and run the Shanahan QBX team. And then Stefanski is running power. Like I think Stefanski is really versatile. Um, I think, I mean, name your other coordinator. I think there's a lot of great coordinators in the NFL that are really versatile. Mm -hmm. I don't think they have that. I think Harbaugh is a great coach, but like, I don't trust this coaching staff to make adjustments, like to be able to make adjustments on the fly. So, I mean, I'm actually a little bummed the Browns don't get to play them early this season because I think the Ravens may like this Ravens team is going to be bad the first few weeks. This may be a hot take, but I think they're going to be bad the first few weeks. I mean,
0: maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing they don't play them early, because who's to say they don't lose more key players to make the Ravens have to right, try no, to figure true. other stuff out. So That's true. Well, so That's true. Good point. So, yeah, that's just one thing. But I do think the Ravens uh, are taking a, a massive hit with these injuries, and I do think that sets the stage for the Browns to actually win the division for the first time ever to win the AFC North. So I think that's a, that's now a real possibility where I didn't think that as soon as, or, you know, just as recently as, I don't know, six, seven hours ago. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, them, I, mean, like, I had them pegged as a uh, wild card team, not a, not a division winner.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny. I've been following, I think we were talking about maybe trying to get him on before the Browns played the Bengals, but Mike Sands, who like, even though we're all Browns fans, he's a great Twitter file. His like bangles content is awesome. Mm-hmm. And like really cool, like tactical stuff too. Like a lot of it's over my head, but it's great. <laughs> um, He is like, has been saying over and over again, like this bangles team isn't great, but they have like a weird amount of weapons. And like, as long as burrow can get the ball out, mm-hmm. that offense may be good. And like, at first I was kind of laughing and I am thinking about like T Higgins was really good last year. Mm-hmm. T Higgins is going to be better this year. Yep. Uh, I, I know Jamar chase was, uh, during the preseason. It's mm-hmm. the preseason. I, I have very, I would be very surprised if he is not a really good receiver starting week one. Yeah. And even though I'm not super high on Joe Burrow, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a solid NFL quarterback. Like, and, and they have a good running game, right? Like I, I think that team may be the second best team in the AFC North. Ooh, coming in with a hot take there. Um, yeah. I mean, I already had them at third cause I really, I other hot take. I think the Steelers are going to be awful. Like I think the Steelers, the best thing that could happen to them is big Ben getting hurt mm-hmm. because I think that's their only shot at being able to win. the. Like they have this new system. I don't know like how much people have been watching their, during the preseason, but like, They bring in this new offensive coordinator who's basically known for just running, like, more motion than any team needs. And, like, I love pre-snap motion. Mm -hmm. But this dude will have, like, four or five, like, motions pre-snap. And, like, you see, like, it gets called at the line. And because it's preseason, the quarterbacks, like, aren't changing the play. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. The second Big Ben gets that play call... And there's three motions. Big Ben's going to line audible to slant play Mm -hmm. and is going to be throwing interception after interception. Yeah. Um, Like I, I, that offensive line, like in listen, I'm not saying it's all his fault. Like his offensive line is awful. Yeah. It's not Uh, good. (laughs) And like Juju Smith Schuster, like I think is overrated by Brown's fans because like he just tortured us for so many years. But like, I mean, like, let alone that this guy's the guy who was like, Browns is the Browns and got his ass handed to him. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, he's not that good, and he's their best. He may be their best offensive player right now. Maybe. Uh, we
0: still haven't seen Najee Harris play. Um, yeah. Chase Claypool I mean, it, had some some pretty impressive yeah, moments Claypool, last year.
1: To me, Claypool is the X factor for them. If Claypool can really kind of become a consistent X, mm. That team may be better than I think, but, like, I don't think the Steelers are going to be good. I think the Ravens and the Bengals may be battling it out for second. Now, I say this. The Browns are going to get last in the division. I'm going to look like an idiot. But <laughs> this isn't me being a homer. Like, I have been—and you and I both, yeah. James. Like, we have both said over and over again we think Browns fans may be overhyping this team a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I still believe that yes. there's no excuse for this team not winning the AFC North absent an injury to like Nick Chubb. Yeah. And even then there's no excuse for this team not winning the AFC North. I, I 100% agree with you.
0: I absolutely. Um, again, but that, but I would have been a completely different opinion six hours ago. Yeah. hundred percent. I
1: like his words. It, it, he was enough for them.
0: Yeah. And so I, I think the Browns have, they, that almost, I guess, you know what, let's say it. they have to win the division now um, for, for other long-term reasons, which we have explained many, many times, uh, but they have to win the division now because, I mean, the Steelers, again, I'm going to say it again, the Steelers are the Steelers, so they're not the Steelers, but I, st- I do think that they are not as good as they've been in years past. The Ravens have, I think, taken on way too many injuries too early in the season, two key players. And the Bengals are a team that's probably going to be bad but fun. They're probably going to be like 6-11, and 11, you know, uh, maybe 7-10 and 10 on a good season. But they're going to be one of those teams where it's like, okay, they lose, but they lost like 40-28 to 28 or, you know, 35-32 to 32 or something. Just yep. weird scores where they're going to score a ton of points just because they're going to be just kind of bad but fun to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, here's what I'll say for the Browns. I think just given the way the salary cap works, this year and next year is the Browns' window. Period. I I mostly think it's this year,
0: but but yeah, next I mean, year too. I,
1: yeah, I mean like I think depending on how these draft picks over the past two years turn out, that's why I say next year. Um also, but I agree. Like I think it but what I will say about this year especially is I mean, the Browns get a top 2 seed and the AFC this year, they and the Steelers and Ravens aren't going to be bad for long, right? No, Either they're not. With me projecting the Steelers to be the worst team in the AFC North this year, uh, next year, I don't think that's the case because I think they'll draft a quarterback
0: or sign one
1: quarterback's going, or sign one or get like an Aaron Rodgers via trade, like they'll do something and they'll be back, yeah. I think the Ravens will be healthy next year, like the way variance works. Like if you're really injured one year, just statistics suggest you will not be as injured the next year. And there are reasons for that, but it's true. Um, The Bengals will improve. So, I mean, we're talking about what I think is a historically weak AFC North right now. Mm -hmm. Just given how great it's been over the past two decades, the Browns don't have an excuse. Yeah. This is it. They mm got
0: to win it this year. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, barring a rash of injuries for the Browns of their own, it, it's, I, I think at this moment in time, it's it's theirs to win. It's theirs for the taking. And it's absolutely insane to me. You told me I've been saying that sentence 18 months ago when I called you a liar. <laughs>
1: yep. yep. Well, and, like, here's the reality, dude. Like, the Browns are going to need to make a decision on Baker this offseason one way or another. And if that decision is a new contract, then they're not getting many other free agents. And Mm -hmm. if the decision is going a different route, well, then you got to find another quarterback. And either way, maybe not next year, but it limits the Browns window after that. Either way, even if Baker is a superstar, once you get the quarterback on that type of contract, no matter how good they are, it does limit your margin of error. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And with that, I think that's a, this is a good moment in time to talk about this week's game. Speaking of margins yeah. for error, because I really don't think they have a ton when they go to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium, or whatever they call it now. But um, some ridiculous name at Arrowhead. I'm just going to keep calling it Arrowhead. Um, they don't have a large margin for error when they take on the Chiefs. Uh, they are obviously not favored because, one, they're the road team. Two, it's the freaking Chiefs. Uh, you know, I, I think this game could get rough. And it's not because of necessarily of the offense entirely. It's going to be because of the defense. There are a lot of new faces on the team. Everyone's excited to see, you know, guys like Ok and John Johnson, Troy Hill. Yeah, I can keep going over the list. But these guys haven't really played together before. And as we saw last year with all, of, like, the new faces, the new system, it took about half a season to actually get gelling. And even when they do get gelling, I don't think it's going to actually happen till about midseason or so. So I think we could be in for a long offensive or defensive game on this Sunday, and offensively that could have an impact, leading to having to call more drop back passes than they probably should.
1: Listen, uh, the Chiefs in the Pat Mahomes era, so two years really.
0: Yeah,
1: there has been one game in two years. Three years, I'm sorry. There's been one game in three years. Let me repeat that. There's been one game in three years where a team figured out how to stop that Chiefs offense. And that game was last year's Super Bowl, and it was against just a horrible matchup for them on the other end. The Chiefs had a weak offensive line last year, Mm -hmm. and Tampa Bay had the best front four in the NFL. Yep. Ah. Even if you are high as heck on Jadavian Clowney, which neither of us are, mm-hmm. the Browns are nowhere close to that good of a defensive line. Um, The Browns aren't stopping the Chiefs' offense. Like, no. I, I just, it, I, I'm sorry. Like, it's the reality. The, what the Browns are going to need to do is keep it close so they can continue to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, this sounds crazy. Ideally, the Browns get the ball to start. Yeah. Like, I, I mean— I think that is how slim the margin for error is. I'm not saying the Browns can't win it. I think probably you play this game 20 times, the Browns win one or two of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just I think the Chiefs are going to be out to prove something in this game. Mm-hmm. I think I don't care what anybody says. I think that cheap that hit by Mac Wilson in the last Browns Chiefs game was cheap, yep. and I think everybody's aware of that and. I also don't care what anybody says. Pat Mahomes played that Super Bowl with Turf Toe. He played that Super Bowl beat up also because of Mac Wilson.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, I don't care what anybody – the Chiefs are going to be out for vengeance. Absolutely. Both at the NFL and at the Browns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not saying I don't think the Browns can keep up with them. Like, I, I actually think the Browns can keep up with them. But they – like, this is one of those games where Kevin Spansky needs to be perfect – And Mm -hmm. what I'm dreading happening is Stefanski coaches a good but not perfect game, which he should be allowed to do. Yes, right. That's the way (laughs) the NFL works. Like even Andy Reid does that. Mm -hmm. Um, And but because he's not perfect, the Chiefs win by 20 points, and then I have to go on damn Twitter. And see, the you-know-who's saying Kevin Stefanski is doing, like, I don't know, holding Baker back, should have played Richard Higgins more, didn't uh, use David Njoku enough, ran the ball too much. Like, should give up play-calling to... duties. Should give up. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. like I, I This is – and listen to the tape. Because remember what I said last year after the Browns hired him, mm-hmm. right? And I was way too high on him. And I said, I think this guy – could be the next Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I think Kevin Svansky is in that tier of offensive play callers. Yes. And I know we need to see it again. I I, I fundamentally believe that. Yes. I also think it is an unfair burden to expect him to coach at the level where he has to be perfect.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I am sorry, like, random... This is you and me too, right? Mm-hmm. So, to be fair, like, we don't know better than Kevin Stefanski either. But, like, random Twitter follower, like, you don't know nearly as much about offensive football as Kevin Stefanski. And when richard Higgins plays probably eight snaps on Sunday, I don't, and the Browns lose by three touchdowns, I don't want to have to read that they should have thrown the ball to Higgins more. I don't want to have to read that they shouldn't have given Nick Chubb 20 touches. Because, like, Let's just be honest. Like there, there is the, beating this chiefs team is a gargantuan effort. It is for any team. Yeah. Um, and let's be real here.
0: Uh, the only real way I see besides, you know, Patrick Mahomes not playing the game for some reason. Uh, the only real way I see the, the Browns coming away with the win in this one is if Their old friend from last year, turnover luck, carries over to this year. And another thing (laughs) that doesn't carry over from season to season is turnover
1: luck. Yeah. And Brown's had a ton of it. Yeah. No, I think... So, I think the realistic Brown's path to victory um, is winning the turnover battle probably by two turnovers, which... Possibly, yeah. I think Woods is going to run a very different scheme. I think J.O.K. and John Johnson are game changers. So... Not impossible, unlikely, because the Chiefs defense is really good at forcing turnovers, but it's possible. And then they score first and can just the Chiefs can't stop the run game enough to really climb back in. Right to like take a firm lead. And I think then that puts the Browns in a position where the margin of error is on their side. Yeah. It's just going to be really hard. It's not like last year, right, where we just got blown out week one, and then Mm -hmm. you and I got on, and we were like, okay, we have stuff to worry about. Yeah. Because I think that was different. Like, I know the Ravens were really good, but they were not nearly as good as this Chiefs team. No. I'm telling you now, the Browns may lose by three touchdowns. It will not whatsoever impact my prediction for them winning the AFC North this season. Absolutely. This game plays
0: zero has zero impact on my my prediction that the Browns win the division. This game has honestly no real impact over for the rest of the season. Uh, the The difference between this game and last year's game, besides you know time and different opponent, is that we actually know what the Browns' offense does and what they can do and what they're good at. We didn't have, we had no idea what they were going to do last year. Uh, right. We and we saw them get down so quickly against the Ravens and have to run some version of the offense we haven't seen since, um, there there were concerns. There were worries like, uh, is this going to be what the offense is? Because this stinks. But as we know, that's not what their offense was. The problem is is that there could be a similar theme in this game, and that would be if they get down too quick, too fast, they will have to abandon what they're good at. Like, my ultimate nightmare scenario is... The Chiefs get the ball first. They score. The Browns end up punting or committing a turnover. And the Mm -hmm. Chiefs score again, real quick. Yep. Because then at that point, the game is over.
1: Once you get down double digits early. The last Browns game, the last time we saw the Browns play a meaningful game, Mm -hmm. it was against the Chiefs, and that's exactly what happened.
0: The only thing that kept that game competitive, and actually the reason the Browns had a chance to win, is because Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Uh, if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, the Chiefs run away with that game in laugher fashion. Okay. Um, and that could very well happen this Sunday. I almost kind of expect it. And the reason I expect it, because I know the Chiefs are really good. The Browns have a a defense that they're kind of breaking in and getting used to, but that way, if it doesn't happen and the game's a lot closer or the Browns somehow win, I'm really happy and excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I am like. It, but this – so you know what I think this game is? Like, listen, the Browns, again, it is possible they win. Yes. I feel like the way I am viewing this game is it's like the classic sports movie, right, where the team, the the, the main characters, right, the protagonist team goes up against the best team. And the protagonists think they have a chance to win beforehand, and they get their butts handed to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Only for much, much, much later on, the protagonists play that same team. That's how I think I am viewing this game: win or lose. Like win, I guess not. But I think when the Browns lose, if the Browns lose, that's mm-hmm. how we'll think. Like, okay, well, we'll next time we'll see them will be AFC Championship game, and it'll be a different outcome. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if the Browns get their butts handed to them this game.
0: Uh, I don't either. Mostly because, um, in addition to the Bro- the Browns as a team needing to know that they just can't waltz in and everything's going to be great, and you know they're, they're you know we're, we're here, we're back, we're gonna just do whatever because we're awesome. Um, mostly selfishly, it's so a lot of the louder uh, Twitter people in the fan base get a little bit of a reality check like well uh, and it's just like
1: i don't want to hear the overreactions there's that too like the browns are not going to have a perfect season like i know like i literally saw today somebody thought the browns would go 16 and 1 that's insane like i'm here to tell you now the browns are not going 16 and 1 it's not the way the nfl works now you want to tell me the chiefs may go 17 and 0 I, well, I don't think that happens, but, like, I can – I'm willing to have that discussion. Same with Tampa? Yeah, same with Tampa. I mean, right now, like, I've been – I've had this game on. It's only the first quarter mm-hmm. still, or maybe just ended. But, like, T- Tampa's only up by a touchdown, but they look substantially better than Dallas. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's still first quarter. They look substantially better. Mm-hmm. Um. It, no, I mean, like, that's my thing, man. Like, I, I just – I – I think, listen, the Browns may win, and I'm not – like, that. we're not – neither of us are saying we think it's impossible for the Browns to win or that it would even take a miracle for the Browns to win. We just think it's very unlikely, right? Like, this isn't the Cavs coming back from a 3-1 lead against the best team in regular season NBA history, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't think it's that dramatic if the Browns win week one. I just think it's very unlikely. Right. Like that that to me is the difference. And
0: there's a very specific path to victory and the slightest thing can throw them off that path.
1: Yeah. And like, listen, I am quite like, I really am excited about the season. I am looking forward to the game, even with the knowledge that there's a very real chance the Browns lose and that there is a decent chance the Browns get blown out. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited, and I think all Browns fans should be excited. Yeah, I mean... because this team is the best team that I've seen in my lifetime. Best Browns team. Yeah, this even is even the old Browns when I've been alive. This is the best Browns team in my lifetime. Yeah. In terms town.
0: Definitely, uh, this is probably <laughs> the best Browns team since the '80s.
1: I mean, um you could make an argument this team has more talent than the Cardiac Kids teams. Yeah, you can.
0: Uh, the only reason I, that I'm giving the, the 80s teams a little bit more... Uh, a little bit of a boost than this is that they, they did it more than once. So, oh, absolutely. It, and no, so that's... Fair, fair. Until the Browns do it... This version of the Browns do it more than once, I'm still going to give them a little bit of that... Uh, yeah. I just mean on paper.
1: Oh, on paper, absolutely. Like, I, that's what I'm excited about. Like, I... Obviously, paper is paper for a reason, right? Like, Mm -hmm. no sport ever really works out that way, right? But Mm -hmm. I'm just excited to watch this team. Like, I I think I'm excited to watch this grow. I think there's some compelling narratives. I think there's some things we need to see proven this season, right? I think Mm -hmm. Joe Woods has the defense that he wants. So Joe Woods has to prove that he can do it. -hmm. Right? Absolutely. I think on offense, like I am really excited to see what the running game and the passing game look like in year two of this offense. I'm I want to see Baker and Odell have a connection.
0: I do too as well. Yeah.
1: I I am really excited. These are like question marks that I think are really compelling reasons to watch. Mm -hmm. And holy crap, that was a catch by CeeDee Lamb. Holy crap. Uh, CD lamb. I is remember people quite were like, oh, yeah, I remember people were like, Oh, like he fell for a reason. Yeah. He felt cause NFL teams are stupid. Like CD <laughs> lamb. Is so dude, this doubt, like, this is what I mean, man. Like Dak Prescott, CD lamb. Like, I don't care who the heck you have on the rest of that offense. That team's going to score. Yep. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Sidetrack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just excited, man. I feel like we're both just excited. Like just, we the are. NFL is back.
0: Yeah. NFL is back. Um, <clears throat> any uh, final thoughts on this game? Um, because mine's basically don't overreact either way. <laughs> because I <laughs> uh, I, have a feeling, uh, win or lose, you're going to see overreactions from not only fans, but certain people who cover the team in some capacity for one reason or the other. I think we, we mentioned that a little bit, but I, I just don't overreact, win or loss. Um, the only time to really have any sort of strong reaction is major injury or things entirely go off the rails, but besides that, don't overreact.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, like, my big takeaway, is, or like, what kind of I'm going to look for is mm-hmm. trends, not results. Yeah. Process, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I don't think the Browns' defense is going to stop the Chiefs' offense. I would like to see a decent chunk of drives where the Browns' defense does stop the Chiefs' offense, right? Like, I would like to see that the Browns' linebackers and secondary are at least, like, not getting confused out there, right? Like, you mm-hmm. don't have Sandejo, Wine Joseph moments. Yep. I am looking on offense that Baker and Odell have some sort of connection. Mm -hmm. I want to see Baker more comfortable in the huddle this year. Right. I want to see the Browns be able to score without having to rely on Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, And I think these are things that all could happen in a positive direction and the Browns still lose by three touchdowns. And I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. But that's what I want to see. And that's what I'm watching for.
0: I think any, any smart Browns fan will also be watching for those things. Um, one, I guess, key thing, and kind of similar, uh, is to see how they uh, sort of find a way to generate offense without having to rely on the bootleg. Because everyone knows the bootleg's coming. Yep. So they're no, going to have to find I, a I... way to, to, to move the ball and score without having to rely on the bootleg.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, listen, I, I got ragged on this on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, because of, of this. Like, I evidently, and honestly, probably accurately, I am way too high in Demetric Felton or Demetric Felton. With that said, like, I think long term, mm-hmm. that is an area where the Browns are. Go- like, here's the thing. I think the Browns can still rely on the bootleg. They just need to have a buried enough offense in other ways that they don't like the, the teams can't just play the bootleg where it's
0: not obvious because they're even right. in preseason, there were times like, Oh, this is a bootleg right here. And it was yeah.
1: like, yeah. Just... And like, yeah. I, and like the chiefs were prepped for it last year, mm-hmm. right? Like that was a big problem to start the game. And the Browns kind of figured it out uh, as the game went on, but it was too little too late. And mm-hmm. I think I'm expecting the chiefs defense to do literally the exact same game plan. I know they're, they don't do that ever. The Chiefs' defense is really creative. Like there's a reason why Andy Reid is the head coach on offense. Like uh, Spagnola does like the same kind of thing on defense, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're going to. I mean, that's like they're going to change it up, but overall, they're going to play the bootleg, and the Browns are probably going to know that. So the Browns are going to go in it with a game plan knowing that, and it's yeah. up to them to execute it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, one uh, final note, uh, the Browns have never beat Andy Reid. Uh, they're 0-8 against him all time.
1: Yeah, it's about to be 0-9. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> uh, it's going to be 1-9 and nine by the end of the season, though. Ooh, that's I like enough. I like that. 1 and 9 by the end of this season. I I ready for a hot take? I'm ready. Cuz this is a hot take. This is my hottest take and I've had a lot of hot takes today. Okay, I'm ready. I think Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Ooh! I think Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Oh,
0: we're definitely going to clip the hell out of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, come February. I, the AFC North is to me My biggest concern for the Browns was that they didn't get a good playoff seed because the AFC North was a tough division or the Browns missed the playoffs because the AFC North was a tough division. I just don't think that anymore. I think the Ravens are not good. I know like, I think those are, that's two more wins the Browns should have during the regular season. Yeah. And I know it's the Ravens and I know they have Lamar Jackson. I don't care. Like that's how, like, I think Browns are going to the Super Bowl. I think this will be a wake up call game, one way or another, for the Browns. Uh-huh. And I think that they will. I Do I think Baker Mayfield is going to have a Pro Bowl season? No. Uh-huh. I think the Browns will be like a lot of these teams in the past few years that have run similar versions of this offense that have made the Super Bowl.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Right? Like, yeah. I think the 49ers, the Rams, um, the Falcons a few years before that, like that's what this and I know the Falcons had Matt Ryan, but like Matt, that was Matt Ryan's best season in the NFL by like a substantial margin. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even people that watch that team were all kind of saying, like, yeah, Matt Ryan, like it was an MVP number season, but he was not an MVP quality quarterback that season, yeah. Um, it was Kyle Shanahan, and like that's how I think the Browns are going to be this year. I think this offense is just going to click, and I think the defense is going to be just good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think the Buccaneers are going to be a really tough team, or or the Rams, or the Packers, or whoever we play in the NFC. But, but I that's my hot take. That is my hottest of hot takes for the night. Uh, the Browns to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Alright, I think uh, leaving off on the hottest of hot takes, uh, perfect way to end this episode. Uh, just a reminder, uh, subscribe, share, comment, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, this is Believeland, one real Browns fans. Uh, tell your friends if you're not at Stealing, Stealing's not cool. Anything you want to follow up with before we say,
1: uh, we're done here? I mean, I would have barked like they do with the Browns packers in D.C. and been like rough rough but like go browns go browns <laughs> go browns